With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's go back to, let's 
Scott Walker. They didn't say too much about Scott Walker there. I don't think that's. I think that's probably why he dropped out of the race. There's not much to say about him. He's well, a very is, unattractive candidate. He's hated by many, 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 many folks, you know. So. Along with the guy who raised the price of the uh, drugs to uh, 500 and something dollars, or 700 and something from 13 dollars. Well, here's something that says, here's the guy, okay, again, this, this idiot that did that. But there's uh, a thing that says, hedge funders should not pay a lower tax rate than teachers. Isn't that true? <laughs> hey, thanks to the carry uh, interest loophole, hedge fund millionaires and billionaires pay a lower tax rate than teachers. Sure, if you think this is greedy hedge funder, <laughs> I'd say so. Uh, you know, and of course I'm yeah, looking at this guy Martin Shekri, Shekarelli, who uh, should not be getting a tax break off the backs of teachers, and he's the guy that uh, raised the uh, uh, bought this pharmaceutical company and raised that uh, pill rate from $13 for AIDS patients to $750. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Just totally unbelievable. Now, here's something that excites me because uh, it's kind of unusual. But uh, uh, Brazil has banned corporate money in elections. Well, good for them. Brazil court bans corporate money in politics. Isn't that great? I was very surprised to hear that. Here's something interesting too. Why is Bernie Sand why is Bernie Madoff the only Wall Street criminal to face jail time? Because he robbed the one percent, not the ninety nine percent. Well we knew that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. We uh, most people did, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, he had the nerve to do that. He, he Yeah. After I fired thirty thousand workers at this HP is, this is for Farina here. And sent their jobs to China, I tripled my salary, got five corporate jets, and bought myself a million-dollar yacht. Oh. That's Carla Farina. Carly. Carly. Carly Farina. Farina. Uh, yeah, the yeah, mommy dearest. And uh, this, uh, she's she's a horrible, horrible nightmare of a person to, 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 to see. And she'll just, she'll just destroy this country if she ever gets her hands on that. Her, Hillary, I mean, it just, it's not just a... a, a, a a, a feminine thing. It's just that it just happens that the two women that are running, okay, are freaking nightmares, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> Hillary, 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 Hillary is completely a nightmare, and this one is 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 not only a nightmare; she's a, she's frightening as hell. You know, I thought I thought she was a, a most scariest thing I ever saw on that uh, on that debate. I mean, frightening, frightening. Uh, so anyway. And it wasn't just her look. I mean, it was her, you know, her, her complete and utter demeanor. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, folks, uh, what do you got there, my daughter? Americans lose $17 billion in retirement savings each year. When you pay a financial advisor to help you invest your hard-earned retirement savings, you would assume that they would be required by law to have your best interests at heart. But because of loopholes in the rules, Advisors can get away with not only putting their own financial interests above that of their clients, but also allows them to take incentives from Wall Street firms to recommend investments that drain funds from ordinary Americans' retirement accounts through hidden fees and lower returns. The White House Council of Economic Advisors said that this costs us $17 billion a year. So let's see what else is on that one. 
Here's one. Hey, you, you want to finish one out? Yeah, this let me finish that. This is huh. <laughs> cute little graphic of a nest egg. When you pay, okay. The Labor Department is currently considering resigning, revising the rules for financial advisors and taking comments from the public. Tell them now to fix loopholes and make sure that financial advisors put their needs of their clients ahead of those of Wall Street and themselves. Uh, the Obama administration today took the first steps. This is what they wrote in the past. The Obama administration today took the first steps to close the loophole in the rules that govern Wall Street brokers and financial firms that provide retirement advisement, investment advice. That loophole can drain away thousands, even tens of thousands of dollars of hard-earned savings from single retirement accounts. The retirement advice loophole allows Wall Street brokers and financial firms with major conflicts of interest to provide investment advice that serves their own interests instead of what's best for their clients. Obama ordered the U.S. Department of Labor to submit a proposed rule to strengthen financial advisors' fiduciary responsibilities and crack down on these practices. AFL-CIO President Richard Trumker said the new rules are long overdue and a good first step. Under current rules, he said Wall Street firms can create and distribute investment products to elevate a financial advisor's paycheck over the best interests of workers and retirees. For example, they can sell financial products that pay a large commission but hurt their clients with unnecessary fees, poor returns, or excessive risk. Millions of Americans are affected by this loophole every year without even knowing it. Right now, some advisors are required to put their customers' interests first while others are not, and it is often extremely difficult for workers and retirees to know which type of advisor they are dealing with. Here's one that's kind of funny. Uh, Chris Christie orders New Jersey National Guard leader to lose weight or else. Or else what? He'll eat all his donuts? He'll eat his donuts, I guess. Just imagine for a moment being told you need to lose weight by New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Well, that is a situation that Air Force General Brigadier General Michael Cunoff, Cunoff um, finds himself in this week after he reportedly ignores orders from the Pentagon to attend physical fitness tests and get his weight under control. Well, Christie has given Cunoff, who leads the New Jersey National Guard, 90 days to meet the U.S. military fitness requirements. 90 days. He's going to be. A, he's going to lose the 100 pounds in 90 days. Don't think so. The governor has expressed. He's going to help him. I said by eating donuts. He's going to eat his donuts. Yeah. The governor has expressed directly to the general that his failure to meet the standard or to provide notification of his formal reprimand is both unacceptable and disappointing. Well, Christie spokesperson Kevin uh, Roberts said a statement to ABC News. The governor has directed General Cotton to meet his obligations in the next 90 days. Yeah. All right. Chris Christie has not said that the consequences will be if he does not happen uh, in time. In a statement of his own, Kunif uh, vowed to take action to meet this goal. Many people struggle with weight control. I am not immune uh, from this. Just as I afford every opportunity to each soldier and airman to meet the standards, so will I. I take this matter seriously, and I'm taking the necessary steps to remedy it. I notice he doesn't say that because he's a, uh, a fat pig himself and has no right talking that way to him. What do you think? 
Yep. And, and Kettle Khan, the Kettle Black. That's the problem with Christie. He's such a hypocritical piece of work. Is that right? He is such a hypocritical piece of work. But so are all these others. I mean, I mean, nobody's more hypocritical than Hillary, okay, or Carly, you know. I mean, or, or any of these crazy people, man. They're all nuts, right? And they're all, <laughs> ah, so I, I can't deal with them anymore. It's really hard to deal with these people. I mean, uh, and these, these, it's just the one thing that you, that happens when you do a show like this is you 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 see most of this stuff and you really. You know, it, it really just eats you away because uh, when you when you see the hypocrisy of these people, but more so than you see that you know, people that actually vote for these guys, people oh, that I put know. them in office, people that love these guys. I mean, what the hell? It's just beyond me how, how anybody can can say this. But I don't know. Iranian president death to America chance not directed at American people. All right. well, who are they directed at? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of bizarre. They're saying that, you know, this is the, the Ayatollah is saying that, oh, it's not for real. Iranian President Hana Hassan Rouhani uh, addressed the death to America threats that are often chanted by Iranians, telling 60 Minutes in an interview that the slogan is not directed towards Americans nor meant to be against them. <laughs> oh, really? Death to America, right? All right. Now, people respect the American people. Oh, yeah, sure you do. Ronnie told host Steve Croft in a, in a uh, pre previewed clip already ahead of Sunday's show. The Iranian people are not looking for war with any country, but at the same time, the policies of the United States have been against the national interest of the Iranian people. It's understandable that people will demonstrate sensitivity to this issue. And Rouhani also invokes some history pertaining to the Iranian Revolution in the late 70s, uh, when, uh, during which the U.S. supported the Shah, who was eventually overthrown by the Iranian people. Well, they got a good point there. I mean, I can understand the Iranian problem, because they hate America, because it's it's been such a, 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 a belligerent... That's a thorn in their side. Oh, my God. Least. I mean, they, they, not just that, they're... You know, everything they do is, is, is uh, I mean, all Iran is doing is trying to protect itself and its interest, just like we are, all right? But unfortunately, I mean, Iran has not attacked anybody, all right? Not as far they as I know. They get attacked. They not attack anybody, all right? So uh, when the people rose up against the Shah, the United States aggressively supported the Shah until the last moments, he added. In the eight-year war with Iraq, the Americans supported Saddam. And people will not forget these things. We cannot forget the past, but at the same time, our gaze uh, must be towards the future. And not only did the United States support Saddam, but we gave him chemical weapons, okay, he that he yeah. used against the. You know, there was over a million people killed in that, in that war. Oh, my over God. Over a million. The interview was Rouhani's first with a Western journalist since the U.S. and other major powers agreed to a nuclear deal with Iran that, among other things, would place restrictions on Iran's nuclear program in exchange for lifting the crippling sanctions. Senate Republicans failed on Thursday to get enough votes in favor of an amendment requiring Iran to recognize Israel as a state and release American prisoners in Iran in a last-ditch effort to derail the agreement. 
Want to play that and see what he says? We have uh, a little audio piece here. I don't here. know how long it's going to be, though. The reason is it's CBS News, you know, so let's... That's too good. Here, let's talk a little bit about the recession. Years after the official end of the recent recession, America's still in a jobs crisis. A rose of job growth is slowly picking up steam with steady private sector jobs increase. We still have a long way to go. Job losses came on top of decades of inadequate job growth wage stagnation, and growing inequality. The U.S. economy is increasingly imbalanced with the top 1% holding more than 40% of the nation's wealth. The LFL-CIO is ready to work with anyone, business, government investors, who want to create good jobs and help restore America's middle class and challenge policies that stand in the way of giving America the chance to go back to work. The union movement is partnering with such organizations as the Clinton Global Initiative to find innovative ways to create good jobs that support workers and their families. Yeah. Okay. Rising wages, the standard of 20, uh, for the 2016 presidency. Let's see what this says. No. An error occurred. Can't get it. Okay, what do you have there, Leo? Oh, well, I, I don't know, just, you know, I, I kind of looks, I have, a, I have issues with, uh, with so many of these things that I, I, I'm reluctant to, to bring these, some of these articles up uh, because they, you know, I don't know. Okay, here's, here's some statistics. In the last decade, more than 50,000 manufacturing facilities have closed. Six million manufacturing jobs have been lost. And the U.S. trade deficit has grown. While the largest U.S. non-financial corporation sat on a record $1 trillion in cash instead of using it to create jobs. Text jobs to 235246 to receive updates and ways to take action from the AFL-CIO to bring jobs home. Here's the real scoop. Here's what went wrong, how to fix it. With four infographics and analysis, we break down what wrong, went wrong with the economy and how to fix it. Okay. Let's see. Um. Here it is, Leo. We had the collapse of the real estate, right? The real what went wrong? The short answer is we're still recovering from the crash of 2008. Oh, yeah. More than $12 trillion in household wealth disappeared in 2008 with the real estate crash yep. because if your house was valued at 300000 then it got valued at 100000 or 200000 You lost that much money and you just... Well, that, over. well, that and all the foreclosures, too. We, mm -hmm. we forget all the foreclosures. 
I, you know, people were buying these homes in the 80s and the early 90s. And they paid a lot of money. They paid a lot for them. Um, and uh, the, the massive foreclosures that, that came about then were... Uh, we had the biggest job loss since the Great Depression, including unprecedented public sector layoffs. There was a foreclosure crisis. Oh, boy. Oh, you lost it. Yeah, I'm having trouble with this. It's just not working correctly. Oh, there it is. There's there was the foreclosure crisis, as Leo was talking about. Nearly one-third of mortgages are underwater. Stagnant so wages. There was over 5 million. Just in 2008, there were over 5 million foreclosures in this country, and that escalated every year afterwards, and until, uh, you know, so, uh, I'm sorry. So there were stagnant wages. People didn't get yep. any more. And here's the cycle. Not enough hiring, mm -hmm. therefore not enough consumer spending, right. not enough business sales, not enough business investment, and it's a big and it cycle. And all the businesses, you mm -hmm. know, and everything just kept going. That's why when Republicans say, oh, we don't want to raise the minimum wage, it's it's like shooting yourself in the foot. Oh, absolutely. It, that's all you can say is and expecting to run. But the Republicans really have no idea of what the hell they're doing. That's why you know. Well, and, the people and, and the at Democrats the top, either, the people at the it, top yeah. have an idea what they're doing. It's these minions they're at the stealing. bottom, they're these stealing. politicians yeah, that, that they don't they know what they're talking like about. Framing. But here's the uh, this this is funny. I, I don't know if I like this guy or not, but yeah, at least he at least he stands up for working for people. Yeah. Bernie slams corporate America and the golden calf on Senate floor. From GOP was appalled. <laughs> uh, let's see. He says Bernie Sanders. That this is today. Bernie Sanders did not let a moment pass after Pope Francis arrived in the United States before he took to the Senate floor and praised the Pope for his defense of working men and women. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders expressed that the Pope should be praised for speaking out with uh, courage and brilliance about some of the most important issues facing our world. Well, Sanders quoted uh, many of Pope Francis's ideas, such as, we have created new idols, the worship of the golden calf of old has found a new and heartless image in the occult of money and the dictatorship of an economy. Uh, which is faceless and lacking any truly humane goal. I think the Pope is right in saying that that is not something that we should be doing, Sanders said. And Sanders continued today, everything comes under the laws of competition and the survival of the fittest, where the powerful feed upon the powerless. As a consequence, masses of people find themselves excluded and marginalized, without work, without possibilities, without any means of escape. If you are poor... If you are unemployed, if you are hungry, government turns its back on you. But if you are rich and you are powerful, and if you can make campaign contributions of hundreds of millions of dollars, we love you. We welcome you. We need you more and more. And for some more on this uh, article, okay, uh, we can read how Bernie Sanders greeted Pope Francis. Um, economic issues are moral issues. Okay. Uh, here's there's a, a clip on him. Oh, okay. That should be interesting. About ten minutes. Yeah. Let's let's let's. let's Ring of fire. Yeah. Uh, 
people do. But Liberty University is the home of Jerry Falwell, and now I should say Jerry Falwell Jr. But uh, Liberty University is a um, a nonprofit Christian university. It is located in Lynchburg, Virginia. It um, uh, it is, and he went. Don't yeah. necessarily have the same ideas. Ideas. That's a lot of bullshit. This is a conservative uh, Christian college that Sanders went to. I saw this on CNN. It was it was it wasn't very good. Oh, okay. Not very good at all. So, um, um, but anyway, let's move on. So Bernie Bernie's out there, and Bernie's Bernie, and you know, blah blah blah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the economy. Uh, Colbert is feeling the burn. Bernie Sanders continues to rise. Huh. We're still recovering from the crash of 2008. The long answer is there was obviously something wrong with the economy long before the crash of 2008. There were obvious warning signs during the Bush years that should have set off alarm bells. Most importantly, wages and middle-class family incomes were dead in the water. The median income for working families started falling in 2000 and never recovered during the 2001-2007 recovery. But virtually every measure, the economic expansion of 2001 to 2007, was the weakest on record since World War II. The Bush expansion ranked dead last in terms of growth in wages and salaries. It was the first and only expansion on record in which an employment rate actually declined. But if the U.S. economy was so unsound during the Bush years, why didn't more people notice the cracks? The answer is the fundamental weakness of the economy was papered over temporarily by the bubble in real estate prices for both residential and commercial real estate. It was a speculation bubble. The bubble allowed families to maintain standards of living by borrowing against the value of their homes and going deeper in debt. But this is not a sustainable situation. As wages and family incomes stagnated, household debt rose to seven, from seven trillion to fourteen trillion. Its highest share of the economy since 1929. Here's one on Scott Walker, by the way. Okay, just let me finish up. The real estate bubble masked the fundamental weakness of the Bush economy. The question still remains, why was the U.S. economy so weak in the first place? Okay. Go ahead, see what something okay. Did Scott Walker bow out because people don't hate unions as much as he thought? This is from Aspen Union. Actually, it was pushed out by, uh, or sent to me by them. Um, and it says, uh, uh, in, his, in this survivor season of a Republican primary campaign, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker Monday came to a second, became the second contender to depart the presidential island. Uh, much uh, has been written about the flubs and funding problems that took him from uh, putative, putative, from putative front runner. Have you ever to, heard of putative? No, I've never heard of that word either. To shark bait in the span of weeks. Let me look it up. Sure, yeah, putative. That's a good one. Um, they were uh, certainly sufficient to tank a campaign. And um, perhaps they do tell us a lot about Scott Walker, the politician, but that does uh, his, what, what does his short-lived run 
tell us about viewers, uh, the American electorate. Here's one lesson that uh, one might draw. This, this guy writes weird. <laughs> the Walker signature policy accomplishment, fighting unions, didn't resonate as much with Republican primary voters as well, it punitive had. Punitive means generally considered to be. Like, like he's the putative oh. father of that boy. Oh. Meaning he's supposed, instead of saying supposed to, you could use the word putative. putative. which nobody in the world knows what that means. So you could okay. replace it with <laughs> supposed to. I mean, Lila and I read a lot and see a lot, but that's the first time I've ever seen that word used. And then it went Putative. It's from the Middle French. Oh, figures. From Latin, late Latin. Who knows? It means supposed. Okay. Well, He's supposed I, to be. He I was supposed to be that. the front runner. This guy is like William Buckley. He used to use, uh, you know, a uh, hundred dollar words when uh, a dollar word would be better. But anyway, here's one lesson that one might draw. Uh, what Walker's signature policy accomplished meant fighting unions didn't resonate as much with Republican primary voters as it had with the conservative intelligentsia and Wisconsinites who voted him back in twice after he crushed government workers' ability to collectively bargain. I could never understand the, 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 the idiots in Wisconsin. But Walker did double down at that message, coming out with a plan last week describing how he would cripple the power of organized labor across the country just as he had in his home state. He even, said, yeah, he even said that his triumph over teachers and government bureaucrats equipped him to take on the Islamic State. Uh -huh. uh, whether that bolstered his foreign policy credentials is debatable, but the strategy ran counter to new polling that showed uh, rising support for unions, even among Republicans, fully half of whom approve of them. Uh -huh. Only half. Uh, the rest of the field seemed to agree. Aside from the occasional swipe at teachers' unions, few candidates followed Walker in his union bashing as eagerly as they copied Donald Trump's attacks on immigrants in China. Trump is a union member himself, drawing a six-figure pension from the Screen Actors Guild, and has long had a working relationship with labor at his many unionized hotels. So his hotels are unionized. Uh-huh. All right. So is the Walker implosion a sign that voters aren't buying the anti-union message. That's certainly the interpretation that unions are broadcasting in their celebration of his exit. Uh, this is a clear rebuke of the anti-worker platform on which Governor Walker uh, based his entire presidential campaign, said Lee Saunders, the president of the American Federation of State of the AFL, CIO, and uh, Government Walker Governor Walker found nearly zero support for his uh, policies that would have tipped the scales even further against working families. It may also, uh, however, be a sign that voters are just complicated and fickle. And after that, after all, the candidate who surged, who surged in polling after last week's debate while Walker fizzled, Carly Farina, uh, is not necessarily a better friend of unions. She turned her mass layoffs at Hewitt-Packard into evidence of her ability to make tough choices when the chips are down. Also, it may be that unions just aren't seen as much of a powerful enemy on the national stage as they can be in some states, where politicians have blamed 
um, budget problems on the rising cost of public employee pensions. Um, targeting unions may still work on the local level where some important labor policy is made. The Michigan-based uh, Mackinac Center, which uh, has push, pushed right-to-work laws, has found that the few politicians have been punished for supporting measures that curtail the powers of the unions. Mackinac still sees a future for governors, for the governor who epitomized uh, its ideals. The opportunity now for most Republican candidates is to pick up Walker's mantle, look at the Labor Party plan that he realized uh, released last week, and look at possibly a Walker secretary. Oh my God! Can you imagine uh, a Walker Secretary of Labor? Uh, uh, <laughs> Vincent I would think he'd be a bit adversarial, wouldn't you? Adversarial, my God! <laughs> uh, it would be a heck of a confirmation hearing. I guess it would. Yeah. I let's, 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 unless somebody assassinates Donald Trump, all right, which would be somebody in the Republican Party, uh, or maybe Hillary, and she's she's killed uh, she's killed people before. <laughs> oh God, um, you know, uh, he, he will be our next president. I think. I think he will, all right? Uh, I think a lot of people like them. A lot of people hate people like Scott Walker. They hate people like Hillary. Well, they hate people. Scott, they hate these people that just are just so something. big, big, just let me say bad something. people. Oh. Scott Walker is just a paid mouthpiece. That's yeah. all he is. Yeah. He's uneducated and ignorant. He is. You know, and, uh, and he just does what he's told. He's paid for he's, he, was, he was a Coke boy, and he's always been a Coke brother's you know, creation. Okay. They were the ones that backed him. Now they realize, yeah, you know, they're, they're they're wasting their money because uh, nobody likes the guy. Yeah. And he's too dumb to run. So anyway, uh, stop the university from banning critics of Israel. What? No. I'll read that another time. Did we get any? Um, I'm just trying to say what. Um, yeah. We got what? I was going to ask if if you had anything sent by anybody on some of the other candidates. No, not really. Um, not really. Uh, it's. I'm finding that. I'm finding that the, a lot of the, the everybody, but there's only about a handful mm -hmm. of candidates that are getting anything. And Jim uh, Webb, whom we liked a lot. I don't like Jim anymore. I, he's, he's such we a. We haven't heard he's anything from him. Well, I, he just bombarded me uh, today with a bunch of stuff, but. He's so milk toast. Oh, you know? he's not taking he's just such a, anything. Well, he is, but he's just—he's a milk toast. You know, he, he doesn't have any charisma. He doesn't have any. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, nobody's nobody's paying any attention to his campaign. You know, because he—he's not. Too he's not aggressive enough, and he's not—you know—he's not—he's not making the right statements. Okay, and people like Sanders. Sanders is stealing stuff from from Jim Webb's campaign. Huh. Okay, the. You know, his prison reform and his this reform and that reform. Those were all originally put out by uh, Jim Webb. Uh, in his, uh, but, you know, and he excited me at that time when I saw his new stuff. But now he's just kind of a milk toast. You know, he, he's, not, he's, he's weakly, he's, I mean, in the week, he's just not getting any, um, uh, what can I say, he's getting no, no real uh, support anywhere, mm -hmm. you know, that I can see, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he's not attracted any big donors that we know no, of. No, okay, I, I can see not. Yeah, not, not really. No, he's not. He's not attracting any kind of news mm-hmm. uh, from anywhere. I think he lacks charisma when he's yeah, big. Very, I think that's very, what the problem is. He's, well, not just that. He, he's very. He took too long to get into the race. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now that he is in the race, he's not getting any kind of you know. Thought. He's not. He, he should be bashing all the candidates, uh-huh. like all the candidates are bashing each other. He's not really. You know, he, he's just kind of like laid back. You know, and you know, right now you you got to be aggressive. Maybe uh, if he gets into the debate, maybe okay uh, in October something. he might gain some ground. But boy, I'll tell you, he, he's really lackluster right now. Yeah, uh, kind of a long time to wait till October to hear anything. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's putting it out there, but nobody's Well, it's covering. like Joe Biden, he's he's thinking about it. Well, either, you know, Fisher could bite bait, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I don't want don't Joe Biden. I think he sucks as a, as a VP. He sucks as a, as a, as a senator. And, he, and he, you know, he, he's, a, he's a terrible candidate. Yeah. I, I wouldn't that's say why, That's why he lost, uh, what, for the last uh, three times he ran. Yeah. All right? And nobody wants that guy. Yeah, he just... But I mean, yeah. you know, either fish or cup fake. Either yeah, you're yeah. running or you're not. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, you know, my son died. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I, I feel like running, but I'm too sad, and I don't think I'm going to be. But I, I, I want to be, but I can't be. I mean, that's Joe Biden. Uh-huh. I mean, what the hell? You know, who needs him? Nobody needs that guy. All right, get get out of here. Now, politics is a tough game. Get out. You know. So, oh. I wanted to read this thing about what uh, what um, Jimmy Carter Jimmy said. Carter? Yeah, about U.S. oligarchy and corrupting power of money. Oh, and that politics. would be interesting. Yeah, that was I, interesting. I, I wish he had it on an audio so we could listen to it. Yeah. Oh, he does. No. 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 He uh, no. no. It says uh, spoke with Oprah Winfrey just before the 91-year-old announced in August that he would be undergoing treatment uh, for surgery. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, but uh, commenting on the political landscape now six years after the U.S. Supreme Court, a Citizens United ruling, former U.S. Jimmy Carter president laments that Washington, D.C. has become corrupted by the influence of money. We've become now an oligarchy instead of a democracy. Carter told Oprah Winfrey in a, an interview excerpt released on Tuesday, I think that um, that's been the worst damage to the basic morale and ethical standards to the American political system that I've ever seen in my life. What's that? The, the uh, Citizens United. Oh, ci- oh Citizens United. Yeah. Okay. And when asked if he would be able to become president today, the Nobel Peace Prize winner answered, absolutely not. No. Says that there's no way uh, now for you to get a Democratic or Republican nomination without being able to raise 200 or $300 million or more. Carter uh, continued, I would not be inclined to do that, and I would not be capable of doing it, he added. The current presidential campaign has seen an unprecedented amount of money flow into both the candidates' own coffers as well into their super PACs that support them. What's more, this tidal wave of cash is coming from a handful of the nation's wealthiest donors. Reportedly, half of the $388 million contributed so far to campaigns on both sides of the spectrum came from fewer than 400 families, with 62 donors giving at least a million. Oh my God. Carter's interview, which will be aired on September 
27th on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday program was reportedly taped just before the 91-year-old announced last month that he would be undergoing treatment for stage 4 melanoma. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a... sharply. 
According to new FBI statistics released this week, violent crime rates in the U.S. fell over 4% in the last year alone, bringing the amount of violent crimes lower than it has been in nearly 40 years. I can't believe that. The statistics showed that there are an estimated 1.16 million violent crimes in the year of 2013, uh, which is the lowest number since 1978, when 109 million were recorded. Okay, broken down, the report revealed that manslaughter dropped 4.4% to to 14,196, the lowest rate since 1968. Okay, I think they're they're probably on the rise because the last, this report was dated 2013. It was done in 2013, which is two years ago. So maybe they didn't take Connecticut into consideration. Hey, well, I guess not. We, we have some serious, lots and lots of murders up uh, in Connecticut. Yeah, but um, compared to other places, probably uh, not. Probably as many. Uh, yeah. Chicago is the highest, I guess. But um, the study also All the large cities suffer that there was a drop crime, right? in the amount of prisoners in, in 32 of the 50 states, while prisoner imprisonment continues to rise in the other 18 states. California shows the largest drop in crime and imprisonment over the last five years, which is likely connected to lighter drug penalties that have been adopted in recent years. Even among those who are technically guilty of breaking some law, a vast majority of prisoners are nonviolent offenders who don't belong in prison to begin with. And according to some statistics, nonviolent offenders make up nearly 70% of the prison population. Many of these people are not guilty of any transgressions, and they are, in fact, themselves victims of state violence. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, the violence among citizens has dropped. Violence against citizens carried out by police has been rising sharply. According to the FBI annual uniform crime report, 461 felony suspects were shot by police last year, uh, which is the highest number since in decades. These uh, numbers are likely unreported as well and only include felony suspects, so it's possible that this figure is much higher than the study suggests. Another interesting angle is that in the same time period, gun sales soared across the country, which seems to support the idea that more people owning guns actually contributes to making a society a safer place. According to a Congressional Research Service report, research report, Covered by, uh, yeah, anyway. the number of private-owned firearms in America increased from 192 million in 1994 to 310 million in 2009, and has continued to increase every year. You hear that? Yeah, 310 million guns in this state, and that's like one for every person in this country. I know. I I just don't like it. But it's 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 increased by. Uh, over 100 million. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because it shows that crime has gone down because people are afraid that another guy may have a gun, you know, yep. and may shoot him. Right? And that that does happen. And uh, I wouldn't put it past, you know. So anyway, that's that's the uh, that's the thought. That's one of the thoughts. Okay. Uh, race and ethnicity. Native American student told to leave school for wearing trade, traditional Mohawk hairstyle. 
Uh, this is interesting. How? Oh, you know, uh, Seattle cop arrested black man for having a golf club. Now says he's a victim of reverse discrimination. Oh, that's Joker. Uh, and, I mean, a black guy had a, had a golf club in his hand. And a cop arrests him. The U.S. must return all stolen land to native tribes in order to end police brutality and racism. Okay, alrighty. Racist police chief says black people are like monkeys. Oh, my God. An Oregon, an Oregon police chief has been exposed for making outrageous racist remarks about African Americans. Huh. The chief was formally uh, described uh, has, was formally described both those with department and many uh, in the community as a good cop. Decorated, I don't know what the hell, Klatskani police, decorated Klatskani police chief, uh, Marvin Hoover. 56, has been placed on paid administrative leave since early August. It feels disgusting, to be honest with you. Is a local resident? Maryland, Maryland, first state to ban cops from all racist and discriminatory for profiling. That's fascinating. The state of Maryland recently took a deep step in confronting racial profiling and discriminatory stops by police officers on... Uh, uh, August 25th, 2015, State Attorney General Brian Frosch uh, released a statement of new policy guidelines that spell out for the first time that police officers may not in any way use discriminatory decisions about the appearance of an individual as guidance when making an arrest. Um, history teacher denies Native American genocide. Native students disagrees and gets expelled. Oh, that's great. A Native American student at Cal State Sacramento University was told by her history teacher that there was no genocide against the indigenous population of North America. What a what a stupid professor that is. Okay. When the student uh Chitaniba Johnson took issue with this claim and challenged him, he was ejected. She was ejected from the class and expelled. The professor said she didn't care for the said he didn't care for the term genocide as he uh, as he didn't. Um, this is sick. He, these people would do that. Genocide. Says he did didn't think it accurately described what happened in relationship to the American. I mean, this guy's a history professor, mm-hmm. and you're gonna talk about revisionism. Holy crap! U.S. history professor Maury Wiseman, well, that, uh, that explains it, okay, accused uh, Johnson of hijacking the, his class when she challenged him on this. Um, he also pointed out that he was very offended by her accusations that he was a bigot and a racist. The professor canceled class for the rest of the day and apologized to the 19-year-old sophomore's disruption. By the end of the week, he had expelled her from the class, according to him, uh, written by Indian Country Today Media Network. The whole thing started on Wednesday, Johnson said in an interview. He was talking about Native America, and he said the word genocide. Um, He paused and said, I don't like to use that word because I think it's too strong for what really happened. And genocide implies that it was on purpose, and most Native uh, people 
were wiped out by European diseases. Well, the guy, you know, I hate to say this, but the guy's name is Wiseman, all right? And they, he denies the genocide of the Palestinian people. I guess the only people in the world that were ever had any genocide against them were, were the Jews, mm-hmm. you know? You know? Yep. Poor Jews. Well, you know, the Palestinians are being desecrated and, and destroyed, all right? Uh, murdered, genocide by 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 the Zionists, all right, Israel. Uh, you know, the United States decimated the native population, okay, by 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 through genocide. Uh, you know, so you know the, these people, these professors are 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 criminal in their intent in their revisionist history, and uh, I I praise this girl um, for standing up to him on that, even though, you know, she should sue him. She should sue him. You know, for expelling her from her class. Mm-hmm. She should. Sue him for a million bucks. See how fast he accepts genocide as a word. Ah, prick. I, want, I, I wrote it down. I was engaged for what I felt were obvious reasons. She said, mm-hmm. I didn't say anything on Wednesday because I knew that if I didn't have anything specific to back it up in terms of tangible or solid evidence that he would not take my comments into consideration. But on Friday, after the teacher's discussion on the Iroquois Confederacy and the Portuguese expeditions, he confronts. She confronted him. She had no other choice. He made it. A, he made it a point to say indigenous people were not peaceful. I was upset for obvious reasons. She said. He mentioned how the French and Dutch were allies and made it a point to say native people were killing each other before white settlers arrived. And Schilling notes that. Johnson says that she understands that there uh, were native conflicts before settlers arrived. But when the professor talked about the bravery of Portuguese expeditions without emphasis on the slave trade, she again grew upset. This guy was such a twisted crapper. He should be uh, he should be fired. He should be fired as a you know what's his name? Uh, His name was uh, Stanley uh, Maury Wiseman. I, I I would write a letter. To this, uh, the president, and say this guy, you know, this guy deserves the worst. Get rid of him. You know, can't be, can't be trusted under any circumstances. Uh, as a professor of history, God, uh, what do you think, Lila? Huh? Okay. Yeah, you like this guy, Maury Wiseman. <laughs> do you think he makes any sense as a well, history professor? No. Well, well, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's saying that there was no genocide? He's saying that Portuguese... Well, I don't know where he read that, his that, history, uh, do you? I think he's an idiot. Where okay. did he study? Probably, uh, you know, uh, uh, Israeli U. Uh, right? Something. Yeah, or, or some other... Where is this guy a professor? Oh, I just, where did I they just, say? I didn't remember what uh, he said. It was in uh, California, I think.
disgusts you and you don't want to even do it, you can check out your, respond uh, to see whether you have royal blood. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, How yeah. to respond when someone calls? Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Call I don't him. like call him call him call. You can't trust him no. for anything. I mean, you can't trust him for anything. Colin Powell was the biggest lying crook that ever that we ever had. And uh, as a next to Hillary, I gotta say, I think Hillary was might be worse than he was. Only time will tell. But only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Hillary didn't get us into a war. I don't think Maybe that we know of conflicts, but not that. He actually got us into a war. And then right. get up there and, and lie like, lie a, lie like, like a super. A, oh, boy, I couldn't believe how that man lied. Uh, no, it was part of the uh, Bush administration was to lie. That was lie, lie, lie. Everybody lied. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, here's a good one. Yeah, the, you know, yeah, last few minutes. Here's a graphic picture of the Berlin Wall versus yeah. the Palestine Wall. <laughs> the Berlin Wall was... Was was small in comparison to this Palestinian wall. Is is like twice the size of the uh, oh, I know wall. It. Twice the size. And, Amazing, and huh? And longer, yeah. Amazing. Uh, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. But anyway. Uh. So. So I think that's just about it. Not too much more. No. No, that's about it. Uh, we're only a few minutes. We must end. Uh, for profits prison. I oh, agree I agree with, with I that. I agree with that. Let's read that. All right. And I think I think the unions will appreciate that because ask me is uh, you know they work for the public. Mm-hmm. The public prisons have asked me and. Um, the United States is experiencing a major human tragedy. We have more people in jail than any other country on earth, including communist China an authoritarian authoritarian country four times our size. The U.S. has less than 5% of the world's population, yet we incarcerate about a quarter of its prisoners, some 2.2 million people. There are many ways that we must go forward to address this tragedy. One of them is to end the existence of private for-profit prison industry, which now makes millions from the incarceration of Americans. These private prisons to interfere with the administration of justice and their driving inmate population skyward by corrupting the political process. No one, in my view, should be allowed to profit from putting people, putting more people behind bars, whether they are inmates in jail or immigrants held in detention centers. In fact, I believe that private prisons shouldn't be allowed to exist at all, which is why I've introduced legislation to eliminate them. Uh, and this is by Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I agree with him 100%. Um, but Joe, Jim Webb probably said that originally, because that was part well, of he his... Well, he said something different, too. And not only did he, was he, did he want to reform that, prison reform, but he also wanted to... Um, Give people a second chance. Mm-hmm. He wanted to annully for their nonviolent, you know, um, because what happens is when people come out of out of out of prison, they're not allowed to. Uh, they're, 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 they have great difficulty getting jobs. And no one will hire them. Not only will they not hire them, but they they can't even vote. You know, and they just, can't find a decent place to live because they're not allowed to live in public housing. That's right. So, there you go, folks. So that so that's why you need this kind of thing for prison uh, 
for-profit prisons harm minorities, um, which is true. And for-profit prisons abuse prisoners. Uh, Rat-infested food uh, was served to inmates at a private vendor in Michigan. Privately run prisons in Mississippi reportedly have two to three times the rate of violent assault as publicly uh, as publicly run facilities. Mm-hmm. A private prison vendor has reportedly used juvenile offenders in Florida to subdue other young prisoners. It's the Lord of the Flies, said uh, Broward County's chief assistant public defender. The children are used by staff members to inflict harm on other children. Nurses at a private prison chain in California threatened to strike over the inadequate health care, which one described as unsafe, and there have even been reported incidents of patient abuse. And uh, for-profit prisons victimize immigrants. For-profit prisons profit from abuse and mistreatment. Prison industry money is corrupting the political process. And for-profit prisons uh, are influencing prison policy mm. and immigration policy. Not uh, a good idea. No. And uh, this, uh, this, uh, California Correction Authority spent $10 million, $10.5 million in quarters uh, where they uh, uh, where they lobbied on issues related to immigrant detention. This was this was just the uh, prison people. They wanted you know the prison people spent ten bucks, ten thousand bucks in lobbying, just in California, to keep uh, immigration uh, detention for mm-hmm. illegal immigrants, and not for for profit companies exploit prison families. Oh, they do with the with the damn uh, uh, the, the telephone. Yeah. Oh, they bombard oh, you. They charge a dollar a minute for families and friends to speak with their loved ones in prison. There is no free market, no competition to drive the price down. If families or friends are unable to afford global telelinks prices, prisoners may run a higher risk of social isolation. It's a vicious circle, and studies show that the social connections are key to a prisoner's rehabilitation. All right? And, you know, they, they're, just, they're just milking everything, these guys. They're these miserable, miserable people that run these prisons. Well, I hope they all get closed down. I think it well, will. Well, I don't know. I think, I think with somebody like Sanders in there, Jim Webb was in the same day. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't I know. I think enough people are criticizing the policy. I, I think so. I, I really do. And with that, we're going to end the show tonight, and I want to thank everybody who joined us. And uh, we wish you the very best. Okay? And good night. Good night, folks.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.